Hi, everyone. It's Connie Bowman. Thanks so much for listening to the Happy Healthy You podcast. And thanks also for your support of Back to Happy, A Journey of Hope, Healing, and Waking Up, my new book. It's now available on Amazon and Audible as an audiobook. So I'm super excited about that. As we move into the new year, I am also excited to bring you more interviews and great conversations with authors, healers, artists, and others who are on the path with us to balance in mind, body, and spirit. We will also be starting a whole new series called Shining the Light to bring some awareness to subjects that might not be in the mainstream media. I hope you enjoy the podcast, and if there's anything or anybody you'd like me to consider, please just send me a message from my website at ConnieBowman.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman, and today I am lucky enough to be in the presence of a true medium, Rick Wood. He is an intuitive life coach and a medium. That means he talks to our loved ones who have crossed over. Hi, Rick. Hello. I am so excited to finally talk to you because you don't talk to everybody. You don't uh, let everyone into your, uh, record you, I should say. Have have you ever been recorded before? I have been. Uh, A couple of times. It's just I've never been drawn to do a whole lot of interviews. Yeah, yeah. I've known you for a long time, and uh, you went to, you hung out with my sister when she was, and so we've been friends. And one of the things that I like about you, I mean, when I talk to you, I don't like say, oh, he's a woo-woo kind of guy. He's a, you're just an everyday kind of guy. I mean, you, you eat burgers and you <laughs> you're not meditating up on a mountain no, I'm not. you love the beach boys i mean you're just like an i mean how does that work because when we think of mediums and intuitives we kind of think woo woo how does this work for you like when when did you decide you were going to be a medium and how <laughs> I, there, all these questions are coming up because you you were just like uh, okay here's another uh, sorry i'm jumping around because i'm so excited the energy is crazy here there's so many uh, people in the field who, for example, change their name, and you're still Rick Wood. So, right. so let me <laughs> I, let you talk. <laughs> I, I never wanted to be. Uh, I was uh, went to Sedona by myself many, many years ago before I moved out to Arizona. Right. And I was out in Sedona, and I went to see a couple of healers because I thought that's what you did back right. then. And you know, people had names like. You know, my name is Neptune 3, and I would look at them and go, I know your mama did not name you Neptune 3. And uh, and I think there's a level of doing this work where we're supposed to have some fun doing it and not take ourselves so seriously. Yeah. yeah. I love the work, and I take the work seriously. But to take myself, because I'm like a prism. I'm not, something is reflecting in me, out of me. It's not like, I am doing this. It's, you know, I have the blessing of being able to, in some way, shape, or form, to pick up some of the feelings and pictures and thoughts of those who have crossed over, and I'm going to share them with these people. If they so agree to it, then I'm doing a good job. That's it. Yeah. I just want to do a good job. That's all. Yeah. And you do. I mean, I remember remember the first time I talked to you, you... you, um... You were actually working in another job, and you you mentioned to me that somebody was circling around my house, and it was kind of like, like uh, I don't remember the word you used. It was sort of sneaky or or something. And and um, dang on it, if a week later somebody didn't make an offer on that house, they had been looking at that house. It was wild, and so I knew you had something going then. Uh, yeah. yeah, I and even back then, um, 
It's funny because the place that I was working at, one of the bartenders there used to call me Swami. <laughs> and I was like, don't call me that. But it was like Swami. Yeah. But, you know, I, I do something so cool every day. I, yeah. I'm in a great office out in Arizona. I can wear flip-flops to work if I want to. If I want to hang a picture up of what I want, I don't have to work for another company. I yeah. work for me, and I really like it. Yeah, you're definitely following your bliss. And, and and what do you think would have happened if you had not, like back when you were starting to hone these skills and you were allowing them to come through, what do you think would have happened if you had said, whoa, no, I'm not going to talk to the dead. I'm <laughs> Where would you be? <laughs> I'd probably be in College Park or something still. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the reason why I do what I do is that I didn't give myself permission at first to do this. Yeah. I wanted to date. I wanted to meet girls. I wanted to go have a beer with my friends, all of that kind of stuff. Then I met my wife and I met my wife at the lowest point of my life because I had lost the businesses I was in. I was, I didn't have two dimes to rub together. And I met my lovely wife, Amy, and she said, you should do what you love. I was like, yeah, yeah, I heard that. I read that book. You know, she goes, no, you really should do what you love. And she goes, why don't you let me help you? And no one had ever said that. So I said, okay. And literally, I um, stayed at home, helped raise my stepdaughter, and started to work on my business. I worked as a clerk in a store while I started to do some of these sessions. And the more sessions I did, the less of the other work I had to do. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we just had 20 bucks for groceries that day. But we did it. And I really have Amy to thank for this. Yeah. We should say Amy Morris, your wife, A.P. Morris, the author of the book, which is is a fantastic book. They're not gone. And that's all about your work. So let's use that as a segue to get into your work. (laughs) So what's the most interesting thing about being a medium? Um, Not knowing. Mm -hmm. There's no, you know, it's like if I say to you, gosh, why do I see chicken feet everywhere? You know, you're looking at me and you have this blank look at your face and go, I'm telling you, I see chicken feet. And then, you know, you look at me and you just nod your head yes and the session's over and all of that. And then I get an email from you in capital letters that said, my father used to wear a chicken foot necklace around him or something like that. I just have to give you the information as I get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, how do those images come through? I mean, you you mentioned the chicken feet. Are there... Are there other specific ways or is there? A- um, it's like this. I don't hear. I've, I'm more of a clairsentient, so I feel. Um, it's not like somebody is going a left on Jones Street. Uh-huh. What may happen is I see a street sign and then I might hear J and I might see the O. And I'll say it's like Joe, Joe, it's a street sign. It's a street. I go, well, we grow up on Jones Street. So it's I see like I'll see a picture of a van. Mm-hmm. And I don't see it. As I'm talking to you, I'll hear a white van in my head and I'll keep right on talking. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, yeah. I will feel like, you know, a younger spirit. You know, one of my favorite stories in that book is um, an angel like no other. It is the, still to this day the most amazing mediumship session I had. And it's about the death of Candace Downing. And you can Google that and... You know, Candace was a child that was affected by the pharmaceutical industry by being misdiagnosed and given a medication that should have been for Mm. uh, depression instead of anxiety. 
And this beautiful <sighs> young girl with more energy than you can imagine hung herself. Mm. And when that mother came in, she, she looked at me. She didn't wink, blink. And I just sat there and I could feel this kid. I knew it was a kid. Yeah. I felt like it was a kid laying across my back and dancing around and all of this. And that's when I was like, I'm telling you, there's a little girl dancing around. Mm. And, um, you know, there was no way I could have known that. She had lost her daughter. And still to this day, you know, that mother is making a huge difference uh, in people's lives, yeah. especially when uh, prescription suicide is, is a video I think everyone should get. You know, there's a big lesson, a big message there. Wow. And uh, I still think about that to this day. Matthew, Matthew was uh, wonderful and still is a wonderful woman. Mm. And her sister, Caroline, I still talk to to this day. Yeah. Now, as a mother who has lost a child, I, I know what it feels like you when you lose someone you love, anyone, but especially a child, you, I, I I'll use my own <laughs> pronoun, I, I wanted so much for her to be around. I just want, I wanted to know where she was right after she died. I, you know, I went to my priest and I said, where, where do I, where is she? I have spent six years of my life focusing on this child and knowing exactly where she was. And I, you know, and then she was gone. And here you write this book, they're not gone. Gosh, it gives me the chills. Why do people come to you? I mean, I understand, but maybe you can talk about that a little bit. There are many different reasons. Mm -hmm. Some people are interested and connecting with the other side. Uh, some people are coming in to, uh, they've never heard of it before, so they just kind of want to try it. Those are not my favorite sessions because, you know, it's like that's when Uncle, Uncle Jack, Aunt Sally, everybody else <laughs> comes through. It's like a big picnic. There's no focus in it. Um, some people actually have someone that they really want to make connection to. Mm -hmm. uh, then there are people who don't even want the mediumship. They just kind of want me to intuitively tell them what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, I think, and there's something I want to say here. There are a lot of people who are going to hear this and say that, oh, I'm going to go see a medium. Mm -hmm. Go find a medium you trust and go. But don't go to a medium the following week, the week after that. You know, the, there, there are medium skippers out there. They're so, you know, want to... The dead are not going to talk to you and solve your problems for you. That's not what they do. They will let you know they love you, what life used to be like, kind of what they're doing now, but they're not going to solve your problems for you. Right. Like I said, I know my mother's going to give me the lottery number. No, she's not. You know, <laughs> so if Uncle Bob was a, uh, a welder, and he dies, don't think you can ask him how to build a space shuttle. He, he, he doesn't know. Yeah. You know, we don't get, we do understand life's purpose a little better, but we're not these super intelligent beings. Right. Because, so, you know, so what is the best case scenario for a, a, a successful mediumship session with you? I know you mentioned um, the mom before. I mean, that sounds like an amazing, because she turned that... Talking to your loved ones before you come to session is probably one of the best things you can do. So, you know, if you're driving in the car, you're going like, Uncle Bob, you know, I really hope you come through. I miss you so much. I'm thinking about you, Uncle Bob. That would be fine. And you could do that. Uh, to think about them before you come into session is really important. Oh, okay. Don't do things like, make sure you say... You know, milkshake 
<laughs> and if I tell you 99% of everything else and I don't say milkshake, you still had a good session. That's funny. One person did that once. She's a wonderful client of mine and her mother had passed. And she's had, you know, two in the last few years. And I, she goes, could you tell us, tell me the name of our cat? I was like, oh, Dawn. And I go, listen, all I get, all I keep seeing is food, like strawberry or something. And she almost passed out because I wasn't taking myself that seriously. In yeah. the moment, but the cat's name was strawberry. Oh, that's so, hilarious. You know, that is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But I think a little healthy skepticism is important if you're oh, yes. shopping for a, a uh, and, and use your use your best judgment. Let me tell you something. If you ever see some kind of intuitive psychic or anybody, medium or whatever, says that, you know, you need to give them an extra $500 or $1,000 and they'll bring the soul closer to you, that's all crap. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not true. Um but a little skepticism is fine because if you're not skeptical at all, you know, I could say whatever to you. Yeah. I could say, yeah. oh, they're stuck in between worlds. And if you bring me a thousand dollars, you know, and that happens yeah. a lot. You'll yeah. see that there's another thing is the curse thing. People think they're cursed and some crazy psychic will tell them they're cursed. You're not cursed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's what I like about you. You're just. Yeah, you are who you are. You are. You're just real. Hey, there's a disclaimer on your website, I think. It said something about don't come within the first six weeks after someone has passed. What's that all about? I have learned something through my experiences of being a medium, Mm -hmm. especially if there's a violent death involved or it was a suicide. If there are people who they've lost someone and they have tried to come within the first week. I had someone who did that. I didn't know that. And all I got was this horrible energy, feeling sad, angry. Well, the guy had shot himself just a week before. He was sad and angry. Mm. That energy hadn't dissipated. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe you should wait at least six weeks. Give you them know, time to give them settle time. down, get accustomed to. Give you time. And give us, yeah. You yeah. know, because, you know, at that point, it, it just, you know, I will tell people no. And the other thing is not to skip around with mediums a whole lot. Now, if you've got nothing from one medium, yeah, you should go see another. Yeah. But these people that go for, I, I know people who've gone from month to month and gone see a medium, went and to see a medium in Chicago, went and saw one in New York, went and saw three of them in, in Philadelphia. Why? They don't have all that much to say to you that's new. Yeah. They want to let you know that they're not gone, they're okay, and that they love you. They're like, you know, and they may joke with you. Spirits, depending on the personalities, are hilarious. You know, they'll go, man, you shouldn't have done that to your hair. You know, <laughs> you know I had a dad who came through and it was like, they had a, a, a little party get together. And there was all these fresh vegetables. And, you know, he's like, where's the little, you know, pigs in a blanket? Where's, where's the little pizza crust that he was used to? And, you know, so they have a sense of humor. That's cool. Hey, do you think the veil is thinning now? Yes. Can you can you talk about that just a little bit? In other words, there are so many people and so many of us now who want to make contact with something more than what we are. And because there's a religious view to everything that people grew up with, like sure. Catholicism, being a Muslim, all this, you can't do this, you can't do that. 
people don't believe that as much now. So they're open to doing it. There's more meditation and prayer going on than there ever has been before. Mm -hmm. People meditate more than they ever did before. That's pretty cool. People's belief systems are changing. Uh, You know, the old, I love this. I would rather be happy than right. Mm. And when you're more happy than right, you don't have to listen to all the crap. Right. I really believe that people are starting to believe that there is something bigger than just this. Our spiritual conceit is going away. Mm. All those things that block us. Now, you uh, promised me that we could share with our listeners uh, a little practice that we can all do so that we can we can know for ourselves that they're not gone and mm-hmm. maybe hear a little bit mm-hmm. um, you just have to go out and get a small cat no, okay. <laughs> um, there is a process in which if you're right-handed or left-handed if you're right-handed put your right hand over your heart okay i'm going to do it with you okay, okay. and uh Your heart can't lie to you. It doesn't know how to. It doesn't have the ego attached. Okay. So when you ask your heart what your favorite color is, what would you say? Oh, yellow. Okay. Um, Who do you miss the most? Megan. Okay. Um, What's your your favorite place to eat? True foods now. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. I like true foods. Is Megan with you? Yes. Yes. Wow. (laughs) It is immediate, the response. Now, if you put your right hand over your heart and you're thinking to yourself, hey, Megan, it's mommy. Listen, I was thinking about putting granite countertops. Should I use granite or not? You're not going to hear that. If you say something as if, um, do you know that I'm going through a hard time? You'll hear yes or no right away. Yeah. Um, I wish you were here. You may hear, I know. Or you'll hear, I am here. So the key is to be sincere. Sincere and, speak and from, very, the from the heart, but very short questions. They can't be long, drawn-out questions here. That's what I would tell you. It's a very easy way to do it. Your heart can't lie to you. If you put your hand over your heart, let's say you want to buy a new car and you ask your heart not your ego none of that go will this car be good for me you'll hear yes or no right away if you go no you know goes no don't buy the car you know um you, you would say um you know is this a good time to converse with you megan megan may say no just because you need to get your butt in the car and get to work so whatever, you know, but that is a great trust, way to do it. Trust, trust that. I love that exercise. Faith instead of hope. Faith instead of hope. Mm. Hope is that maybe it'll happen. Faith is that you know. Yeah, that's beautiful. Anybody talking to you for me right now? Um, wait a second. You <laughs> just set me up. <laughs> no. no. I, if not, no, it's no biggie. It, listen, we just did, and you didn't even realize it. Oh, that tingly feeling was Megan. Ah, yes. I and definitely had that. And when you put your hand over yeah. your heart, you know, um, Megan does a lot more emoting to me when I'm with you than mm. just specifically speaking mm-hmm. because she's your muse. Mm. You know, why do you think you've been doing what you're doing? If Megan hadn't passed, mm. what would you be doing now? 
That's true. That, my whole life would be different. Yeah. Definitely wouldn't have written that book. Although I'd rather have her here, but... But she is here. Think of that in a way. Yeah. It's not like they're in Cleveland. Yeah. You know, it, it's not like they're... Everybody keeps saying, like, heaven is far away. Think about ringtones. Uh, it's vibrational. They're, they live in a place that's of a higher frequency. We're not of that frequency. And I'm lucky enough just to feel and hear a little bit of that frequency. And I would say to you right now, say, I see beautiful blue flowers as I'm talking to you. That's your message. And I like doing that to you than I do other people because I know I'm going to see you again. And when I see you again, you're going to go, damn it, there's a big blue field of flowers when I left and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That would be your sign. Awesome. Um, and I will tell you this. You've done so well that Megan just stands there with her arms out because you're being a great mom. Mm. Your, your other daughter is doing wonderful. You you are the feeling that I keep getting over and over again is that you have been a great mom Aww. to the living and to those who have crossed over. Okay. The best best thing you can do is to not pray for them, but to pray and a prayer of thanks that I'm so glad I can still feel you. Mm. That's like soul food to them, man. They love it. They love you, you cannot manifest anything if you're unhappy so when you do that process try to be in the best mood you can be in if you were a dead person would you want to hang out with somebody who was crying and sad all the time or would you want to be with somebody who was having a great life i can't believe you just said that because in uh one of the chapters of my book i talk about the dream i had where uh, megan said i can't be happy until you're happy and yeah you're you are so right on Oh, Rick Wood, if anybody wants to work with you, read your book, They're Not, or your wife's beautiful book, They're Not Gone, about you, and find more information about maybe your intuitive life coaching practice. How can they find you? My website is uh, rickywood.net, R-I-C-K-Y-W-O-O-D.net. I also have a pretty informative Facebook page. So if you put in Rick Wood Intuitive Life Coach Medium, I'm also on Twitter. So the, the website you can always go to and get information or the Facebook page. Uh, and my phone number is there. My email is there. And have any questions, you feel free to reach me and ask me. And if they want to read the book, They're Not Gone. Oh, on Amazon. Find... If they go to type in They're Not Gone by A.P. Morris, they can get it off of Amazon. Beautiful book. Thank you so much, Rick. It's so fun to see you again. And it's good to see you again, Connie. Touch base with you. And, and um, yeah, every time I come into your awesome office it's like it's like a comic book <laughs> you know I, I told myself wouldn't it be great one day to have an office where i can put whatever i want in it yeah and you got it you got a little bit of everything you here know, so. listen to you know uh the beach boys smile album in here i mean i get to do i, I cannot complain yeah it's whatever. awesome look at you you get to walk around put microphones in people's faces. i know oh, it's great. all following our bliss so so as we leave what's your favorite beach boy song maybe we can go out, go out with that your very favorite surfs up and it is not about surfing oh. surfs up by the beach boys is probably the last 30 seconds of that song is the most spiritual piece of music i think i've ever listened to awesome well okay well, we will tap into that thank you rick thank you mm -hmm.
jump about heart and join the young and often spring you gave. I heard the word, wonderful thing, a children's A Journey of Hope, Healing, and Waking Up is my new book about how I healed after the death of my daughter. So many times over the years, I have heard the question, how did you do it? For many years, I really didn't get what they were asking. I was just putting one foot in front of the other and doing what I needed to do to be there for myself and my family. Then a friend, one of the many who had asked just that question of me, committed suicide after a long battle with depression. I decided then that maybe I did have something to share and that if my story could help even one person, it would be worth it. Back to Happy is about healing from a devastating loss and finding more joy than I could have ever imagined. In this book, I share nine lessons that worked for me and hopefully will work for you if you are dealing with something as traumatic as the loss of a child or any loss, really. Back to Happy, a journey of hope, healing, and waking up. Available now at Amazon.com. You can also find more information on my website at www.ConnieBowman.com.